as we were, oh well, as I was glorifying God with my, with my voice, um, I like singing unto God and he likes my singing. I understand that many other people don't appreciate my singing, but, but he appreciates that. And as I was just being uh, relaxing, I got a, a very clear word for you, Philip. And the word is very, very clear. Uh, go and test it. And you're happy to revert to me to do some quality control? You know, let, let, let two or three prophets sign list and let the, the rest judge. So go and test that. And the word is arise. The, the word is arise. Philip, uh, the Lord Jesus called you for his starting lineup, not for the bench. There's, it's okay if you want a bench, but he says arise. You're not a bencher in his starting, uh, starting lineup. Not first 22 or first 21, but in the first 15. So, arise. I've, I've been asked to, to, uh, to speak about an offering. Just one moment. I just want to remove this cough. Thank you so much. And let me do so. Psalm 37 and verse 6, uh, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light. And he shall make your uprightness and your right standing with God f- go forth as the light. Now, what does shining righteousness, uprightness and righteousness shining to do with, with finances? I say it's got everything to do with it. Uh, As we know, in Matthew chapter 6, our Lord said, thank you so much. He said that, that first seek the kingdom of God and its righteousness. So there's always a linkage between finances and righteousness. There's a linkage between righteousness and many other things, but also uh, in terms of, 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 of mammon. When righteousness comes into play, it is no more just mammon. It becomes something which is a powerful, a powerful tool and an easy thing to cooperate with God and to, to develop an active faith. Uh, now, before, or as I address the issue of, of, of money, I would like to do more of a of, of an advert, if you can allow me to, to use such dignified phraseology this morning, for, for righteousness. And for shining righteousness does have an effect. It says, uh, For the Lord knows the days of the upright, verse 18 of Psalm 37, and the inheritance shall be forever. They shall, not be, they shall not be ashamed in the evil time. The Amplified states, They shall not be put to shame in the time of evil. And the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. So with the knowledge of righteousness, brings a promise, a surety, a guarantee, a confidence to the heart that in dark days, or when the rest of the world might be facing dark days, one will not be ashamed, and one will be not in lack in the days of, of the famine. Now, in the past, when we, 
or when I read about famines and the like, it was something which I saw as a kid in the cover of Time magazine or which one read in uh, the Old Testament stories of, of, of hardship. But last year, during the, the pandemic, it was a famine for many people. And uh, understand that uh, for, for many in, in society at large, it is still a storm of, of famine. But this promise is, is good. And that in the days of the famine, one will be satisfied. You will not be, will not be ashamed. And during, during those days, yeah, even myself in terms of, of, of business, as the lockdown extended, suddenly there was nobody to, to do some business with. At first, for the first month or so, it's okay because, you know, there's, 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 a, uh, there's a carryover and there's some stuff to do. But after one stage, as that economy was grinding to a halt, uh, things became slow. And then suddenly I discovered all sorts of other things. Miracle monies, monies coming from strange and interesting and even unbeknownst ways. And at first, I was, I was not that, that comfortable with that. Because uh, my focus is, on, is to work with my own hands or with my own mind or tongue most of the time. And uh, to lack nothing. First Thessalonians chapter 4. But during those days... I noted that God can and he does provide for one. Uh, and that is part. It's a, it's a testament to one's righteousness. So the invitation is let your righteousness shine. Take that chance in righteousness uh, in the department or in the area of, of finances. It's a very easy thing, a very easy thing to respond to, to respond to. To God and a couple of nice other <coughs> promises that go with it. It says, "I've been young and I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. No lack in in material things, in economic things, in in mammon, mammon department. Enough of that. And money matters uh, when that." Righteousness is appreciated, is believed, and that righteousness shines forth, that there's no lack, and that one's children, and for those who are grandparents, that even your grandchildren will not lack, lack any good thing. And it says, the righteous, verse 26, he's ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. <coughs> uh, so righteousness empowers one to be able to be a giver. And so, and also to, to, to remind ourselves that, that God does not want us to, to lack. And the ability or the state of, of not having lack flows from being established in righteousness. You know, because Isaiah 54 says that you will be established in righteousness. Righteousness is not something that, yes, you are declared once and for all righteous. But for, for us to, to come to terms with that staggering truth, I say it will take a lifetime to think about that, to process that, and to come to terms 
with the knowledge of righteousness. Yes, you are perfect, righteous, but it takes time to really to come and to discover the riches and the knowledge of, of that righteousness. So, therefore, as the knowledge of righteousness comes into one's heart, let it show, allow it to show through your heart with boldness, knowing that one cannot outgive God. And knowing that it's just a small gesture to cooperate with God, because we will be touching later on, on the important thing of, of not to be forgetful hearers of the word. Uh, James talks about, James 2.17, that faith without works is dead. Now, the response to, to dead works is not no works, but it's works of faith. And yes, I, I will venture to, to make appeals to, to, to your hearts this morning uh, for desires to grow, to be, certain things to be activated. But let it be known, it is not, the intention is not to impose a list of requirements, a list of, a to-do list, but it is a call to action. There's a distinct difference between that, and I trust that the Holy Spirit will, will land that nicely into our hearts this, this morning, that the response to, to works is not passivity. The response to dead works is not no works, but it's faith works, and faith works. Faith is active, and faith is effective. So also in the area of, of finances, knowing that because you're righteous, it empowers you to give. There's a dignity in that. It also takes fear away that in the dark days, whether there's a third wave, a fourth wave, well, I say there should be no wave. <laughs> no wave. But either, either may, may be just for, for purposes of of, for, for, for rhetorical purposes, merely for discussion purposes. I'm not prophesying a third and a fourth way. I'm, I'm not here to, to bring bad news to anyone. That one will not be ashamed. You will not be in lack. Because he declared you righteous. And then also, you know, when the issue of, of prosperity comes to mind, and I also want to make an appeal to our, to, to our minds this morning, and it will touch on, on what I intend to share a bit later, is let's get our, our ideas of words, nomenclature if you want, from the word, and not just from, not from society. Prosperity is not a profane word. Because I've spent time in, in many years in Christian circles where it was sadly pushed that prosperity is actually uh, a synonym for avarice, for greed. No, prosperity is, is many other things, but it's not. And it's also being in a position to give, to invest, not to be in lack, not to be in fear. Uh, so that is, that is the invitation. So, um, Nico, what, what should I do now? You're going to... I'm so happy that Nico is here this morning. Is that a monkey? Okay. Yes. Bible-style monkeys. Okay. So there are baskets here for, for, for cash deposits, some, some, 
some details will appear on the screen. And exercise your righteousness. You know, one should not take offense to hear the concept of finances and money in the same breath and in the same sentence when God's name is used. You know, if one takes offense at the word of prosperity, but you, but you actually don't want to go for poverty, it means that one wants to, separate, to, to pursue that in, in separation from God. It's not necessary to do that. So shining righteousness, righteous people give, righteous people also expect to give. Then also with giving, you know, with, if one cannot trust God with, with money, how difficult would it be to trust him with the real things of, of one's heart? Because, you know, money comes and money goes, money comes back. But one's heart is, is, um, is something which is much more vulnerable. So it's a good exercise to see that God's word is true, that he's not a liar, and that one does not sow in vain, and that you can expect to return. Hebrews chapter 11 says that faith is, and there's many things, that is, there's an expectation, there's a reward. Then it also, you know, as there's an invitation to give now, uh, the word also invites one or encourages us to, to give to the poor. Because it says he who gives to the poor, God will take care of him in turn. There is, there is a sure promise of, expect of, of return on investment. And even Romans chapter 12, it, it talks about the vengeance of God. And even if a person is an enemy of you, you can even, you can even bless that person with, with finances. That is the, a, a Jesus way. So I've just touched on a number of ways and manners to give. And I know that uh, I don't want to, to detract on what's on the screen but also on other screens of one's heart. Poor people, those who can't really give anything back to you. And even in secret. And also to bless one's enemies. Not to say that, that I'm encouraging one to have enemies, but should it so happen? Uh, should it so happen? Romans chapter 12 encourages that. So let your righteousness shine in, in the department or the area of of giving. Thank you.